All right, good evening. We are finally on the last blot of Masechah's Gittin. We're starting at a mission on the top line of Daft Tzadi, Amad Aleph. And we're going to save the last five lines or so. The last five lines. Yeah, the last five lines on Tzadi Amad Beis for the Seam tomorrow night. Uh, tomorrow night, we will have a Seam. If you have yet to sign up, $20. Please feel free to Venmo uh, me or send it through Zell, Chase, QuickPay, or Cash, whatever. Um, and we will as well start Daft Beis in Kedushin tomorrow night. So we have five lines left of Gittin. Moving straight over to Kedushin, let us finish the last uh, blot of this Masechda. Says the Gemara, what are the standards for divorce? And this is the Machlok Estanayim. A person should only divorce his wife if she was involved in something that had to do with erva, something of inappropriateness with another man. Sounds like a pretty good proof. Now, I'm just giving you some foreshadowing. Beis Hill has the same proof, same pasuk, but he uses it quite differently. No, it's not only for Dvar Erva. Even if she would have done something uh, significant, like burning uh, burning his burning food that she was cooking for him, that would also be grounds for divorce. Look at the pasuk. Where in the Pasuk does Ervas Dabar talk about cooking? We'll have to discuss that in the Gemara because that doesn't seem to make sense. <laughs> Rabbi Akiva Omer, uh, even more lenient. Even if a man sees that there's another woman who's more fitting, more beautiful. So the Machlokes over here is whether or not it's appropriate to divorce a wife only for Erva reasons, meaning she did something inappropriate or even for burning food, or even if the husband just sees a woman who happens to be more beautiful. So, uh, Rabbi, who was this who spoke? I was with Rabbi Robinson. Um, I think we had some kind of weekend a year ago. I can't remember who spoke, but somebody said, something's wrong with your marriage. If all of the women in the room, in the world, are sitting across from you and you pick anyone other than your wife. That was how they framed it out. You need to know for yourself. It's not about Yofi in a vacuum. It's about Yofi as it relates to the couple. Yofi as it relates to complementing of who we are, of what we need, and what we what we can provide. A very lofty level. It says the Gemara, Tanya, we have a b'risa. Amru Beishel says to Beishamai, remember, Beishel said that even burning a dish is a problem. That's that's grounds for divorce. The Pasuk says the word davar. So the word davar is not ervas. The Pasuk says, Ervaz Davar. Beisela looks at the word and says, oh, uh, the word Davar is extra. Amr lehem Beishamai. Beishamai says back to, to Hillel, what are you talking about? The Pasuk says, Ervaz, and that's why we're saying that it's only grounds for divorce with Ervaz. Amr lehem Beishelel. Imnemar Ervaz, velo nemar Davar. Beishelel tries to articulate their shita. Had the Torah said the word ervas and not said the word davar, I would have then known. That they would have, that uh, erva, her violations in that space would have been grounds for divorce. But mishum davar, but because of something like burning a dish or something along those lines, davar to show us that both of these are reasonable grounds for divorce. Number one is erva, and number two is davar, that when something is burnt, a food is burnt. That's why the Torah said both. But the opposite's also true. If it would have been the case that the Torah said, not ervas davar, then what would I have known? That had it been that it only said the word davar, I would have assumed that for davar, she's allowed to marry somebody else. 
erva, but had it been that there was erva, loti had it been that she did something wrong with erva, she wouldn't be allowed to remarry ever. That's why the Torah says ervas. So Beis Hillel explains himself pretty clearly that the word ervas and the word davar in the Pasuk of Kimatsa by ervas davar, ervas is one thing and davar is another. And what that means is that if a woman does something wrong in the erva space, she is a, uh, to be divorced by her husband. That is grounds for divorce. And if she also makes an error in regards to burning a food, making it too salty, whatever the case may be, that literally isn't only what it means. It means things of significance. So then in that case as well, that would be grounds for divorce. Ube if that's the way the Beis Hillel learns, that the word davar is actually intentional, and ervas is one grounds for dismissal, and davar is another. And if Beis Shammai says, no, only ervas davar applies, only if there's licentiousness. Ube hi davar, my avdile. What do you do with the word davar? So says the Gemara, a third of the way down, we have a Gzerah Shabbat. And that's why Beis Shammai doesn't use the word davar for what we would have thought. What's the Gzerah Shabbat where Beis Shammai uses the word davar? The Gemara says, Ne'emar kan davar. We have our Pasuk that says, Ki ervas davar. Ne'emar lahalan davar. And in another Pasuk, we also have the word davar. What's that Pasuk? Al pish na'im edim, or al pish lo sha'idim yakum davar. Ma'lahalan bishne edim. Just like over there in, in uh, Sefer Dvarim, it speaks about two people as it relates to Edus. Avkan bishne edim. Here too, the word davar teaches us that it needs to be with two edim. Not that it's a reasonable threshold to divorce because of what Beis Hillel said, the davar is hikdicha bishula, that she burnt food. No, it's only ervas davar. U Beis Hillel, what would you say back to that? Beis Hillel says, miksiv erva bidavar. Does it say that there's erva with a particular thing combining the two languages? And therefore he says, no, it's ervas davar, and therefore they're separate things. Ube Shammai pushes back and says, no, miksiv o erva o davar. It doesn't say if there's two crimes. It says if there's ervas davar. The pashtas of the Pasuk is really like Beisham. It's really like when you say Ervas Dover, that's the pashtas of the Pasuk. But we have to remember, and this is one of the most complex things for us to figure out, how did the Chachamim know how to parse out a Pasuk? We we have no idea, really. We don't know. Because even the Yud Gimel Midos Shator Nidresh doesn't explain a case like this. We're Balabatim. If we see Kimatsuba Ervas Dover, if you find something that is an Ervas Dover, we would have thought something of Erva. Basil says you're learning the Pasuk wrong. It's Ervas is one reason for divorce and Dover is another. But Beishamai really sounds like the Pashas. We just don't typically Paskin like him. So that was what Beishamai pushed back. He says to Beis Hillel, if you're right, then why doesn't the Pasuk say, O Erva, O Dover? And Beis Hillel responds, and with this, this section of the of the Gemara will conclude Beis Hillel. He says, really, the language of Ervas Dover has a slight ambiguity in it. And that slight ambiguity is reason enough for us to learn that there are two reasonable thresholds for divorce. One is Erva, that she did something inappropriate with another man. And one is Dover, that she did something of significance to harm the marriage. And the Shita that's really the most troubling uh, is Rabbi Akiva. If you look back in the Mishnah, five lines down, six lines down on the page, we had said that even if a man sees another woman who is more beautiful, then the husband is then allowed to give his wife a get. It was very nice being with you, but you're not as beautiful as this other woman. We're hereby getting divorced. And the Gemara, the Mishnah at the top of the page, quoted a Pasuk, if she does not find favor in his eyes. So let's analyze the Shita of Rabbi Akiva. Rabbi Akiva Omer, that even if a man finds another woman who's equally, who's more beautiful, he's allowed to divorce her because of that. And when the Gemara says, mm-hmm. it's, it's bifurcating the Tanaim like this. We have um, Beishamai and Beishelah on the one side, 
Is it only erva or is it erva and dover? And then we have Rabbi Akiva on the other. So, but my kimiflage, what is this two-way machlokes? Says the Gemara, bid Reish Lakish. What they're arguing about is Reish Lakish. Now, of course, historically, we know Reish Lakish lived well after this period of time. We're just saying that they were arguing about what Reish Lakish had said in the future. The, uh, the concept existed before. What was the machlokes? To Amar Reish Lakish, the word key in the Pasuk, is Meshamesh Bedala Lashonos. The word key is used in four different ways throughout the Torah. It's E. I think some Gemaras have O. Uh, my Gemara says over here E, Dilma, Ella, and Daha. The first one is if. The second one where a key could be is perhaps. The third is Ella, which is rather. And the fourth is Daha, which is because. So says the Gemara, here's the machlokas between the two of them. How do we look at the word key in the Pasuk of Ki Matzaba Er Vasavar? Halfway down. Beishamai Savre, they hold as follows. When it is that she does not find favor in his eyes, and here the word ki is being used, ki says the Gemara, deha, because Now we understand a deeper layer of Beishamai. How did Beishamai learn the Pasuk? Beishamai said that the word ki in the Pasuk works like this. If she doesn't find favor in his eyes, why didn't she find favor? Because because there was an ervas davar. That's why he learns the Pasuk the way that he does. The Rebbe Akiva, who's super lenient and says that even a more beautiful woman is grounds for divorce, the Rebbe Akiva Savar, doesn't mean because, but it means inami, if. If there is another person who's more beautiful, or if, it's reason number one is kilo simtsachein be'inav, and ki, and if, there's ervas davar. Either reason is considered valid, and therefore Rabbi Akiva holds that even a more beautiful woman is a reason for a divorce. Should not bring this home tonight. This is not like table talk. I'm just saying this, but it is what the you guys got to for all the women out there. Uh, it's not. We have to understand this is not how marriages work nowadays. Let's just be clear. But that's what the sheet of Rabbi Akiva is: is that it is grounds for divorce according to Rabbi Akiva. Are you? Had... That's, that's me have a roving eye. You mean humans? I was thinking the other day, you know, the um, the acronym for the word tzitzis is Tzadik Yafrid Tzitzios of Tamid. It's quoted in the Mishnah Brewer like this. That a Tzadik is a person who is Yafrid Tzitzios of Tamid. He always separates his strings. I was just thinking, like, the word tzitz is made tzitz minacharakim, peeking through. It could be that a Tzadik is Yafrid Tzitzios of Tamid. He always separates the tzitz and the things that he looks at. The tzaddikim, they don't look at the things that they shouldn't be looking at. They only look at the things that they should be looking at. They're mafrid tzitzios of tamid. And the word tzitzis is, ironically, quote-unquote, what's the whole parsha about? It fits kaftor v'ferah. I just don't know if it's true. If somebody, I'm, it sounds true. If <laughs> Shachter could for sure get away with it. I'm just, I just don't know if it's emes. But it sounds accurate based on the word tzitzin, not tzitzin, by, not tzitzin yeah. but tzitz, me tzitz minacharakin. Anyways, you're right, Michael. We should only look at the things we should be looking at. We should. Let's say that a man divorces his wife, but he does so with no grounds. He passed no thresholds, not the threshold of erva, not the threshold of davar. What's the din? What happens with that divorce? Let's see. We know in a case where a man violates a woman, the Torah says, He's not allowed to send her away all of his days. What's the drush on this? For all the days that he's around, 
He's always obligated to take care of her. What does that imply? Only over there in regards to a case of Ones, where the Torah requires the violator to be to offer that this woman should stay with him forever, only over there are they obligated to stay together. In a case where a husband divorces his wife with no grounds, with no erva and with no davar, done. So what seems to be is that Ladina, if a husband divorces his wife without, without cause, so Lamaisa the get is chal, and therefore, it seems to be that the machlokas we have between Beis Shammai, Beis Hillel, and Rabbi Akiva is about appropriateness of divorce, not about the halachic mechanism of divorce. It's different, right? One is a value system of when is it appropriate? Yes, no, maybe. And the other is, does this get work? And Ladina, the get works under all circumstances, even if a man divorces a wife out of the blue, stone cold with no feelings, nothing ever happened. He writes it down. Perfect get. Hands it to her. She said, what did I do? He said, nothing. They're divorced. So that's what it's important to frame our Mishnah, that our Mishnah is not talking about the halachic process of divorce. We're talking about the appropriateness of divorce. And two-thirds of the way down, a little bit more, three-fourths of the way down. If his intent was to divorce her in his heart, but she didn't know. And she was sitting, sitting with him, she was servicing him, she was taking care of him, whatever the case may be. What's the din? So the Gemara says, I'm going to answer you, but I'm not going to tell you the din. I'm just going to criticize the husband. Kari Alei, over here, we have a saying, the Gemara says, Al Tacharosh Al Re'acha Ra'a You should not be silent to your Re'a, to, to your companion. And says the Gemara uh, that when they're sitting with you trusting, you should not do that. That's not appropriate. In other words, once a husband decides that he wants to divorce his wife, he should let her know. Tanya the Brysa writes, fascinating piece of Gemara. Since in the same way that people view food, view food issues differently, the same that people the same is true that people view women differently. How so? That a man is uh, drinking a cup of wine and he sees that a fly comes into the wine. He spills out the whole cup, baby and bath water, fly and wine, and he won't drink it. This was the custom of Papus ben Yehuda, and the Gemara is using the wine only as a mushal. He would lock his wife up and not let her go out of the house. Take a look at a Rashi that got through the censors. Rashi is two lines from the bottom, Papus ben Yehuda, Baila shall Miriam Magdala. <laughs> it's unbelievable, Rashi. Nishaya, his wife, critical word addition there, right? Mary Magdalene, as it's referred to in some of the more. Uh, there were two, remember? Yeah, there were two. There were right? two. But the but the shown him here, right, that Yeshu was a derivative of this relationship. Yeah. It's, it's hard to tell, but uh, the, I didn't see this on my own. But, Rabbi Resnick said, if you read more in here, he says, She was Mazana, and the result, it doesn't say it here, but the result of this was, was Yeshu. So Mary Magdalene apparently was married. I'm just saying. Anyways, the Gemara says that that's what Papa Ben Yehuda did. He's the kind of husband who was so overbearing that his wife rebelled. And then, four lines from the bottom, 
this is the more calm-natured person, where if there's wine that fall, uh, wine that has a fly fall into it, the Zorko Vishosehu, he throws out he throws out the bug, but he drinks the rest of the wine. I think our generation on the wine side is a little bit more That comment comes with that what? So the wine and we'll drink them or something like that. I don't remember. Drink the wine, throw out the fly and drink the wine. Right. You touch it. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Right? Right. I don't That's even remember right. that. Don't remember. Yeah. Probably Thank taught you. it, but don't remember it. So it says the Gemara, midas kol adam. That's normal. That's normal behavior. That a woman should speak with her brothers and with her relatives, and he should be okay with that. He should be fine with that. That's normal. Then there's a man where the fly falls into the into the wine, into the container of wine, and motzitzova ochlo. The he's motzitzo. He drinks the whole cup, even the even the fly. By the way, these mashalim are not easy to connect. I just want to be super clear because we'll see now that the comparisons are very difficult. Zohi midas adamra. This is the habit of a man who is evil. Sheroa es ishto yotza. He sees that his wife is going out. Virosha parua. With her hair uncovered, the tova and she is twisting thread in the marketplace. Top of Tzad Bey is the last turn of the Masechta. Ufruma deha, and she's revealed on both sides. The Rashi here says, uh, by her armpits, by her sides, They had a slit on each side of their clothes. Un, under their arms against the side of their body right here where skin where the slit was open and skin was visible so the gemara says that that was uh, one of the things she was doing she's bathing with men the gemara interjects and says she's bathing with men how can that be that's definitely not what's happening because that's not a, a chashash that's a, that's an iser these all of these other things are you know, uh, they might be usher in a certain way, but it's not Znos proper. Says the Gemara, Ella adam We're talking about in a place where people are, in fact, bathing, but she's not bathing with him. So the Gemara says about this woman who goes out of the house like this, who dresses in a way that's, uh, and carries herself, it's both, in a prutzadika way. The Gemara says, Zu mitzvah min garsha. That's the kind of woman that you should be divorcing. Shanemar, because the Torah says, Kimatzaba Ervas Vigomer, and then it says, The next husband that she goes to is called another guy, namely she's leaving the first guy. Lomar, Shain Ze Benzugo Lerishon, that the second husband is not the Benzugo Lerishon. This relationship is not right. Zehotzi Rishami Be. So the first husband told the woman, Get out of my house, you're a Russia. And the second husband took the woman in. That's not kishmak. That's not that's not the way things should be. Zachasheni, if the second husband merits, then Shalcha, he'll send her away. <laughs> it's not a good marriage when they say if you're Zoha, you'll get divorced. But that's what it says. Shinemar, the Pasuk says, Usneoha Isha Acharon. Hated is the second man. This marriage should not last. If the second husband is not Zoha, then Kovarto shall end up burying him. Because as the Pasuk says, Shanemar, the Pasuk continues, Oh, Kiyamusa Isha Acharna the second man will die. Kidai Hubemisa, he really deserves to die. Shezehoti Rishami Beso, Vizehichnis Risha Lesochbeso, the second husband really deserve to die, deserves to die because he brought this woman into his marriage and she's really a prutza. She's really not 
forget about Bastora. The parameters that are presented over here are not good parameters. She's hanging out in a bathhouse with other men. She's not dressed properly. The hair's uncovered. All the different, all the different things. Uh, oh, okay. That's where we're we're going to stop right here. All right. So we're going to stop on the last of the short lines on Sadiyam at Bays. Tomorrow we'll start with Key with the Pasuk. We'll we'll darshan this Kamara. We'll stop. We'll have a Siyum. And then we will Amir Tashem start Masechah's Kedushin and learn Daf Bays. What day is it tomorrow? What day is it tomorrow? Tomorrow is Tuesday. Awesome. Okay, so it's not Thursday yet. <laughs> Fantastic. Oh, don't you have a wedding to do? On I do. Figure it out. Wishing you all a beautiful night. Yeah. So what's...